Hey, what's going on, everyone? I'm your host, Adrian Chukliangi. Welcome to the St. Joseph's Capital Show, the home for faith-driven leaders and investors in pursuit of new streams of passive income through the tried and true asset class of commercial real estate. I have conversations with high performers, investors, and syndicators in the industry that are using their time, talent, and treasure to breathe life into and create eternal impacts in their communities. Our goal is to help you build relationships, learn about real estate investing and syndication, and level up one day at a time so that we can all become the best versions of ourselves. Now, let's get to the show. Receive your free access to our seven-day course, an introduction to passive real estate investing, which also includes access to our new ebook, 13 Advantages of Real Estate Syndications. Inside, you'll learn the basics of commercial real estate, how syndications can be a wiser alternative, a detailed example of forcing appreciation and increasing value on a multifamily property, and benefits of passively investing. Receive access to this course and the book by checking out the show notes or visit stjosephscapital.com. That is S-T-J-O-S-E-P-H-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com to start your investment journey. This is your St. Joseph's Capital Show. I am your host, Adrian Chukliangi. Today, our guest is Axel Ragnarsson. Axel, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Um, maybe if you put our names in the title, we would have the longest title of a podcast probably ever. <laughs> it's rare that I'm on the I'm speaking with someone that's got a, a a name longer than mine. So, but anyways, thank you for having me. I look forward to to chatting. Yeah, absolutely. We had uh, ex- the other Axel Monsign John, and that was a that was a tough name too. So I'm getting all the tough names this week. <laughs> <laughs> Did a good job. Axel is the founder of Aligned Real Estate Partners who owns and operates over 300 units of multifamily real estate. And he works with passive investors to purchase discounted multifamily real estate. Axel's from New Hampshire. He's a lifelong entrepreneur. He lives in Boston, but uh, does deals in New Hampshire, Florida, and a couple other markets uh, throughout the Southeast and the West. I'm really excited to talk with Axel today because he's purchased his first deal in college and then after that grew his personal portfolio to 100 solely owned units by the age of 27. So Axel, thanks again for being here and, you know, let's just dive in. So, you know, I'd just like to start out with, um, you know, just uh, sharing with our listeners any, you know, anything about your background that, uh, you know, we like to share um, in regards to your real estate journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you touched on the big stuff there. Um, but, you know, the the real quick version is uh, born and raised in New Hampshire, small town in southern New Hampshire. Uh, parents were entrepreneurs. Um, they ran a wood chipping business. <laughs> so totally okay. different than real estate. But um, but I was exposed to that at a young age. And, you know, so I always was kind of doing stuff on the side to make a dollar, you know, growing up and buying and selling anything I get my hands on. Uh, so basically got to college, I was buying and selling cars that I found on Craigslist. That was kind of my income. And I figured, you know, what can I do that's larger than this? That's, you know, bigger dollars than this. And somehow stumbled on real estate. You know, can't really remember exactly how, but uh, started learning about flipping houses. And as I was 
learning more and more and more about that business, I, you know, I discovered multifamily real estate, rental real estate, and, you know, was really intrigued by the concept of passive income. So um, was uh, in a fortunate spot in college where I was working as uh, I was working as an intern at a very small angel investment group. So it was 10 guys that got together once a month and looked at startup companies and, and some of them invested. And, and basically I was the, the note taker. <laughs> That's really all I was at that point, glorified note taker. And um, uh, I built a relationship with one of the guys there that did some private money lending uh, to real estate investors and basically pitched him and said, Hey, if I could find the, you know, some kind of deal, will you lend on it? Right. And he's like, yeah, you know, we'll look at it and, and all that. So long story short, I found a three unit multifamily, uh, that was in my hometown where I grew up. So small deal, I uh, was for sale by owner on Craigslist and, um, put everything I had into, you know, the down payment, which was about, it's like eight or 9% down and private money lender put up the rest. And, uh, and that was my first deal. So, you know, throughout the rest of school, bought a couple more and, you know, started to grow that portfolio a little bit. And uh, after I graduated college, I, I moved down to Boston. I went to school up in New Hampshire and um, I took a job at a, at a, just basically a business development role at a software company. And three days in, I was, I was sitting there on my 11th hour of training on a Wednesday. And, um, and I was still doing direct mail, looking for deals at the time. So I was actively trying to find real estate deals. And I missed a phone call from somebody who was looking to sell their 12 unit apartment building. And it would have been an amazing deal. The best deal that I'd ever done at that time, like by far, uh, just, you know, absurdly low price, just very motivated seller. And I didn't get his voicemail until I got home that night at like 745. And by the time I called him back, uh, he put it under contract with another buyer. So I was insanely pissed off and somewhat distraught. <laughs> so I went in the next day on Thursday and just told my boss, I was like, explain to him what happened. I was like, dude, this just, I, you know, this isn't really for me, right? I just got to go all in on this. So, um, so about a year out of school, I, you know, three days into a job, moved out of Boston with a lease. And I was like, you know, we'll, we'll go full-time real estate and we'll figure this out. So um, that was, uh, geez, how long ago now? Maybe three years ago, four years ago. Um, and we've just been buying multifamily properties ever since. Started out, you know, me doing my own deals, um, raising private money from, you know, in the form of debt and, and raising a little bit of equity here and there and just buying deals, you know, rolling the cash um, from one deal into the next and building the portfolio pretty organically. And, you know, in about the last 12 months, we've gotten more serious about working with people that want to invest passively because we had so many people coming to us that were full-time employees saying, dude, I love what you got going on. And, you know, this looks great. You know, it looks like you're crushing it. You know, how can I get involved? And we didn't really have a way for them to get involved until, you know, I learned about the world of syndication and about raising money and, and figured out, hey, you can actually partner with folks on a passive level. And, you know, they earn better returns than what they'd see elsewhere in the marketplace. And you can do more deals, right? So it was a win-win scenario. And uh, so we've started doing that. And I say doing that, we started raising money from limited partners, um, really in 2021. And that kind of brings us to today, I guess, uh, early November of 2021. That's what we've been doing this year. And that's what our business is kind of shaping up to be moving forward. There you go. I mean, there's so much to unpack in your journey. I mean, from starting, uh, you know, at a young age, uh, you know, from zero um, and, and growing that over time. And, you know, I think a lot of uh, investors have the mindset of like, you know, I'm going to wait until later on in life, um, you know, to get involved in real estate, but you, you know, you pulled the trigger at a young age and it, it, able, it was able to help you to leverage deals at a young age to be able to move forward. And now you're helping other people, 
you know, put their money to work at, as passive investors. And I'd love to ask you about that and working with investors and leveraging investor capital. Like how, how has your experience been with that so far, getting into the syndication space and scaling your business? Yeah. So a lot of what we have done is, you know, pre, uh, pretty small scale in terms of, you know, we're, we, we, we could theoretically go and raise money for large deals and partner with other folks and, you know, um, you know, get involved in really large transactions with a lot of moving parts. And we've done a couple of those um, in terms of we've partnered with other operators and we've partnered with other investors to do deals. And, and that's great. However, just kind of organically throughout this year, we've carved out kind of a uh, a role, or I should say a niche or niche or however people say it. I still don't know how you say that, but we've carved out a niche in, um, in this kind of small to mid-sized multifamily. So a lot of like the, you know, 16 unit to 60 unit deals, right? Basically a lot of deals that are overlooked by the large investors and are too big for the small investors. So, um, I mean, we've, we've done a really good job of finding great deals. So bringing in investors has been, a, has been relatively easy because, we've been okay with sharing more of the upside and offering, you know, you know, uh, superior uh, projected returns to, to kind of what you can go out and get in the marketplace in the syndication world. Um, you know, so a lot of folks are offering 15 to 17 and a half percent IRRs, you know, we're doing deals, we're offering 20 plus. And that was really just to, to get people in our investor world and to get them involved in our deals. And we wanted to build momentum in that, in that respect. So it's allowed us to do more deals for sure. And, you know, most importantly, it's allowed us to, to bring other people into what we were doing, you know, and kind of like what I mentioned, a lot of folks see what's going on, right. And they want to get involved and I'm really active online and on social media. And I, you know, I have all family, friends, you know, people that just met me online saying, you know, this is great. Like I want to invest, you know, how can I invest? And um, just the reality is like people who are working W2 day jobs, they oftentimes find themselves in the role that I was in, in that story I told where, I get the call from the seller and I can't answer because I'm at work and then I miss out on the deal. Like, obviously that's a very, you know, exaggerated version of, of being too busy to invest in real estate if you're working full time, um, you know, because a lot of people do do that, but it is challenging. It's inherently really difficult to do that, uh, especially to do it well. So, you know, it's, it's been great to get people involved in these deals. You know, we, we bought a couple earlier this year that we're starting the refinance process on and, and we're you know easily going to refinance all of every, you know, everybody's initial capital back in eight, nine months. Right. And they're going to be principal off the table and they're going to be playing with house money. Um, and I love the feeling of doing that. You know, uh, I think that's, you know, it's really fulfilling to do that for sure. Um, you know, to help other people in that respect, you know, get out of the stock market. But um but it's really allowed us to scale our business, right? Because you can only do so much with your own resources. So uh, we've done a lot of joint venture partnerships with, with other investors where we both raise money and it's just, we've done more volume and we've, and we've gotten into some great deals um, as a result of that. Yeah. I mean, that's so many good points there as well. You're talking about being able to help passive investors and I'm sure that's gotta be super fulfilling, especially when it can be extremely difficult, especially when you have a W-2 and, you know, call in brokers or you're, you get those kinds of calls where maybe it was unexpected and you're like, you kind of start questioning, you know, is this, is the right thing for me? Maybe you, you're working a full-time job and, and that extra time is maybe something that you don't necessarily have luxury to, you know, to use. And so that's one of the beautiful things about being a passive investor. You get to, you know, sit back and watch that mailbox money uh, come in and, you know, at a, at a rate of return, that's uh, oftentimes more. Uh, preferable than this, the volatility and the unpredictability of the stock market. So, and uh, at the same time, you get to help people put their money to work. So, 
uh, really awesome. Um, but yeah, I just wanted uh, to next touch on your, you mentioned social media and um, how you, you're using it for your business. Um, can you talk about social media and why, um, you know, investing in your own social media and your platform to uh, move yourself forward, move you and your business forward? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, when I started, you know, my Instagram account, right? Like I have a personal Instagram, like most people do. And, and then I got like kind of the business one, right? And for me, it was like, I just want to document my journey a little bit here and meet some people that are doing something similar. So I didn't really have like a clear objective in terms of growing a social media following. But for me, it was, you know, I was thinking, I'd like to document my journey. I think what I'm doing is exciting. I want other people, you know, or I want to connect with other people that are doing something similar. Um, and then it just, you know, started to grow and it got to the point to where, it was somewhat of a business asset in terms of if I needed a referral for a, you know, a property management company in Tampa, you know, I throw it up on my Instagram, right. And I get a couple of referrals or I meet, you know, a broker who's in Tampa that, you know, might be able to connect me with certain other people in that market. And it became a great tool in that respect. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing or the, the most significant benefit that I've seen from spending time building out some kind of online presence is that, it makes the decision so much easier for an investor to invest. If there is a lot of content online um, that basically verifies that someone knows what they're doing. And I can tell a quick story that's, you know, pretty ridiculous, but I'll, I'll try and get through it quickly because it's, it, it perfectly illustrates it. I think. Uh, so I live in Boston and I was out at a bar on, on, on a Saturday night after, you know, a Celtics game with, with a couple of friends and I left pretty late and uh, I was, we, we rented, you know, the city bikes to get home since we didn't live too far. And while I was riding home, my wallet fell out of my pocket and it, you know, ended up somewhere on the street in, in South Boston. And so the next morning I wake up and I'm all bummed out and I'm canceling my credit cards and, you know, dealing with the fallout of that. And I have a, uh, a, so I go on my Instagram later that night and I have a DM in my inbox from, from some guy who's like, Hey, I think I just found your wallet in South Boston. Like, did you lose your wallet? And I was like, yeah, I, I did. Thank you for reaching out. This is unbelievable. So I go meet up with him and he's a young guy, nice guy. And he gives me the, you know, gives me my wallet back and, and we get to chatting and he's like, you know, I, I spent a ton of time on your Instagram, just reading all your posts and looking at all your stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then he's like, and then I listened to an episode of your podcast because it was linked in your Instagram. And he's like, you know, I've wanted to invest in real estate for a while, but, uh, but, you know, I just, you know, I live in Boston, you know, we live in Boston. It's hard to do that around here. It's really expensive and all this. And, um, Long story short, he's become an investor of ours, <laughs> and uh, some guy. And I always joke with him. I say, you know, it's crazy for you to invest with someone whose wallet you find on the road. That makes no sense. But just the the theoretical, um, you know, application of if you build out a great presence online, when somebody wants to learn more about you, or they or they're thinking of investing with you, or partnering with you, or lending to you, or whatever, um, it makes that that decision so much easier for that person. Uh, if 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 there's a lot of you know social proof online that you kind of know what you're doing and that you and that you have experience. So for me, I, I didn't that wasn't necessarily my goal going in, but that's definitely my goal now is to continue building that because I do think it's really helpful in the conversion process of working with investors and and in the conversion process of working with brokers to get deal flow, you know, or or with partners to to JV on a deal. So. Um, so that's been what's beneficial for me. And, and I don't know if I'm specifically answering your question, but I think I started out without a, really a plan. And that's kind of what I stumbled into. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Keep going, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, so, so I think, um, 
just in general, it's important to it's important to stay top of mind. We all know that, right? If you're top of mind with investors, with brokers, with partners, with other people in the industry, more things happen for you. And it's easier to do that if you have a social presence and if more people are in your sphere. And, um, you know, if I was starting my Instagram account again or starting the podcast again, you know, that would kind of be my goal is to monetize or, you know, to, to basically create it around that purpose. No, it's so cool, man. Like, I might have to implement that in my own marketing plan as maybe, you know, go out to a bar and lose my, <laughs> lose my wallet. At, it's a risky <laughs> story to tell. Cause it doesn't, it makes me look kind of like a, like a dummy, but, uh, but Hey, you know, lost my wallet one time forever. It was the best decision I ever made. And that's, that's yeah, my joke. Is, <laughs> uh, perfectly illustrates this concept. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to, you know, shift gears a little bit and, uh, kind of just talk about some of the performance, you know, that goes behind the scenes of, you know, having a real estate business. So I just want to ask you, you know, how do your daily habits or any routines uh, contribute to your own productivity and, and business success? I, I think a big habit that I have, and I need to do a better job of developing good habits. I think everybody does, but I, you know, I definitely do. But I think something that I do do on a daily basis that is helpful is I, is I always try and learn something about the business. Um, <laughs> I don't really listen to music. I only listen to podcasts, you know? Um, so for me every day, I'm trying to listen to either an audiobook or a podcast of some kind that's relevant to the situation. I mean, it doesn't have to be real estate. It could be about social media. It could be about podcasting. It could be about uh, growing a business in general, right? Hiring, you know, uh, marketing, whatever. I'm always trying to, to sharpen the knife. So um, I think that, you know, obviously there's, that's a pretty simple one, but I think that in practice, it could, it can, it can become difficult. And I think that constantly, um, you know, just having people in my ear, whether it's podcasts, audiobooks, or whatever, that are a step ahead, two steps ahead, 10 steps ahead is it helps you kind of get pulled up a little bit. Right. And I think, uh, we're all familiar with the whole, you're the average of, you know, whoever you or the five people you spend the most time with. Um, the good thing about living in, the internet age in 2021 is you can kind of hack that right by spending time (laughs) over an audio format with people that are the people that you'd want to associate with. Right. So that's something that I, that I really try and do every day and um, you know, try and always remember that, you know, you don't know everything at all. Right. And I don't care if you've done 10,000 units worth of real estate transactions, there's something that you could learn. Right. So for me, that's, that's kind of a goal of mine, I think on a daily basis. And uh, I try to make that a habit. Yeah, I agree. Education is extremely important and who you surround yourself to as well. And I think, you know, in today's age, it's like you could easily go down the opposite side of that and, you know, be surrounded by the wrong people or mind feeding with, the wrong, you know, with maybe not the best ice or knowledge. And it's, it's so critical, you know, to, to be proactive. And what are you mind feeding? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Who's in your circle? 100% agree, man. That's, you know, right in my, right in my wheelhouse for sure. How have your interior life uh, mindset or and or faith played a role in your journey? So I, this is a good question, right? And I think when people are kind of asked about like their why, you know, I, I think oftentimes you get like the family, the kids, you know, getting out of the corporate world. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a younger guy, I guess, relative to most of the people in this business. You know, I don't have a family. I'm not married. Um, for me, it was all about really just relentlessly pursuing kind of the fulfillment of, of my potential. I think that's, I think maybe that's a good purpose for a lot of younger folks, right. Who are, who don't really have that, like that screaming why yet. And, and maybe some people do, but for me, it's, you know, I, I fear regret of being older and looking back and saying, wow, I, I could have done more at a, you know, at any point in my life. Right. So I've always wanted to build something that was, 
meaningful. I never wanted to just be a one man solo show where I kind of, you know, replaced my income and then retired. You know, I want to build a, a, a large business. I want to, you know, I want to work with a great team. Um, I want to build something of meaning in that respect so that I know that I, I, cause I know I could do it right. Inherently, I think we all know we can do some things, but, but we don't really tap into that too much. So that's a big one for me is, um, I want to keep growing every day because I want to hit that. I, I want to push the limits of my own potential. And I, you know, I don't know what that is, but I'd like to find it. <laughs> I'd love to bounce up against that at some point. And, um, and I think that's what motivates me. And, um, and, you know, I think that that ties into the answer to the first question, right? That's why every day I'm growing up trying to evolve, trying to, trying to learn a little bit more and, um, and kind of pursue that so that I, I don't, I don't regret something I didn't do when I'm older. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, every day we try and get 1% better. And like, if you're doing that, when you add up all the days, it's like, you're going to see massive change in yourself and you're going to, you know, start to reach those, you know, those, uh, those ceilings or maybe even past those ceilings that you even thought were, you know, what your potential could be. And, you know, you surprise yourself and what you can do when you, you know, when you set those goals and when you have those habits and, and those, you know, those powerful whys behind it. So now I'm excited, man, for, for you, Excel, cause you know, you're still young and you're, you're, you're crushing the game. So I, I know you have a lot still, in the tank. So the world, you know, world, the world's got to watch out for you, man. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's so <laughs> nice. Excel. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? It's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I think for, I think, I think the number one thing that has contributed to my success is probably uh, just complete and utter impatience. <laughs> just like, a, this is probably a weird answer to that question. Um, I'm just not a very patient guy. Like, you know, when, it, when I got into real estate, I was like, I just, you know, I want to get to 20 units. I want to quit my job. Right. I want to do it now. <laughs> like I wasn't, I never, it never even occurred to me to do the whole buy a property a year for five years. And then, you know, you have your nest for me. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I, I need to do this now. So for me, I, I, I structured my entire plan around, okay, I don't have money. Who has the money? Uh, okay. I don't know how to find deals. How can I find the deals? Where can I find the deals? What are the numbers on these deals have to look like so that I can pull all my cash out in six months and throw it into another one and keep this, you know, hamster wheel going. And so for me, it was always just, you know, kind of go, go, go. And I am just naturally an impatient person. I want the results quickly and reality in business is you have to be patient, right? Because it, it, it is a long payoff, especially in real estate, but but there are ways that being impatient can probably help you achieve some of your goals a little bit faster. So um, I just maintained a really high level of activity in the short term. And I understood that, um, that, you know, in order to, to, to get to these things that I wanted to do, I had to work more in the short term and, you know, it all kind of translated into more focused work towards the short term goal. But I think if I would, you know, apply a word to it, it's probably impatience and, and, you know, just, what comes with that taking a lot of action, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's a counterintuitive, uh, unique answer, but it's, you know, I think in, maybe another word for that is urgency, you know, and you have to have yeah. that it's a better word <laughs> that urgency <laughs> and, and even impatience, you know, because if you wait and, and remain patient, you know, things aren't necessarily going to happen. You know, when you're driving a business like real estate investing, you have to be able to push the needle. And I think, I think urgency is, is a good attribute. Do you want to add something? <laughs> no, no, just agreeing with you. I think, I mean, you, you uh, outlined that probably a little bit better than I did, but totally agree. No, I, I like impatience. It's a good, it's a good aggressive way to go about it. <laughs> 
All right, Axel, what's, uh, let's see, how are you using your real estate investing business to create impact on, on your life or your families or your communities or just any of your spheres of influence? Yeah, so we do some of the probably more stereotypical things. Uh, a lot of what we, a lot of the business we do is in Manchester, New Hampshire, which is a you know biggest city in New Hampshire. It's about an hour north of Boston. For those who aren't familiar, uh, you know, I, there are a number of campaigns within Manchester with the goal of cleaning up a lot of the uh, tougher neighborhoods. And there's unfortunately a lot of drug use in Manchester as a city comparatively to the national average. So, um, you know, we donate uh, a lot to, to drug related programs in terms of uh, fighting addiction and stuff like that. I mean, that's something that I think is, you know, kind of a local cause to Manchester that we really appreciate. And we also do a lot with, um, with younger folks who uh, have, who have expressed some kind of interest in the world of, of finance or real estate, or want to, you know, understand how to create a better future for themselves. So we work with a lot of um, high school kids, actually, uh, you know, I set up paid internship programs and, and work with local high schools. And obviously there's a value exchange there, you know, we could always use help, but, but they're, they're paid at, you know, at market rate for their position. And I think that, and that's a personal fulfillment thing for me as I love working with younger folks in the tune of like 16 to, to 20 year olds who are, I understand that maybe there's something else other than the plan that society hammers home. And um, I get some personal fulfillment out of that too. So try and try and pass it forward down the line and, and show other people how to do what you know, do what I do, do what we all do here on. And a lot of the guests I'm sure that you have on the show, you know, what we're all, what we're all so proud of. Right. And that uh, showing other people that they can do it as well. Younger folks. <clears throat> right on. So I love it, man. Those are two, you know, missions that are close to my heart. Um, you know, in, in the Coast Guard, we are, you know, responsible for uh, counter drug missions at sea. Um, and so it, it, it definitely is, uh, you know, pain in my heart, you know, to see, um, you know, some of the issues that we see in our city. So, uh, you know, right on to you and your team, you know, for, um, you know, doing the work that you guys are doing with uh, your, your business. And, and then on the educational side with the youth, that's another, you know, mission that's close to my heart because, like you said, society, you know, just kind of impresses this vision and, and future that, you know, you just kind of absorb, you know, walking in 21st century. And it's like, you know, there's alternative ways of, of living a life intentionally and, and living that purpose, you know, that we're all given. And so definitely believe in that mission, man. So keep, keep it on, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and obviously the goal is to do it at a bigger scale, right? And, um, you know, what we're doing right now is we're impacting a few people, but um, I think as real estate investors, oftentimes what we're fundamentally doing is taking, you know, a poor housing product and making it better. That's how we all, you know, kind of make, you know, make a little bit of money. But how do, how do we help the folks that are either displaced by by doing that or are affected by those low, you know, by by what we're changing, right? So I think there's a couple a couple of ways to make impact. It's great we're doing that, but it's also great to you know get involved at a different level. <clears throat> um. Axel, I've had a great time on the show with you today. It's been a blast having you on and, and hearing your story, man. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed it immensely. Uh, where can our listeners reach you if they want to get in contact with you? Absolutely. Um, so a couple of quick plugs. The Instagram is at Multifamily Wealth. That's probably where I'm most active online. You know, if you look at my name on LinkedIn, you'll find me there as well. Um, if you want one of our free resources about uh, how busy professionals can, can actually earn passive income and make some money by investing passively, 
go to uh, alignedrep.com. So that's just aligned real estate partners, but alignedrep.com. And you'll see it right there. And if uh, you want to shoot me an email, it's axel, A-X-E-L, at alignedrep.com. So any of those channels are, are probably going to be good. <laughs> right on, Axel. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again, Excel, for being on. And thanks again to our listeners for listening to the St. Joseph's Capital Show. Thanks, Adrian. Thank you for listening to the St. Joseph's Capital Show brought to you by St. Joseph's Capital. St. Joseph's Capital works with investors nationwide investing in real estate while also donating 50% of profits to assist missionaries who are committed to sharing the hope and joy of the gospel with high school and university students around the world. St. Joseph's Capital, creating impact, one investor, one missionary, and one student at a time. Connect with us online at stjosephscapital.com to receive free access to our new seven-day course, an introduction to passive real estate investing, which includes our new book, 13 Advantages of Real Estate Syndications, which you can also receive access for free. This information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only. It is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener is in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent laws that apply to these facts.